ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Lobby Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumastas. With me tonight, as always, Mr. Cristiano Oliveira da Silva Ramelo Leite Capelo Rego. What's going on? <laughs> Lovely introduction. <laughs> on, the, on the other side of, uh, of the good border is uh, Dave D'Oliveira. What's going on, Dave D'Oliveira? So I don't, I don't know all of your names. I do know Christian. I don't know uh, yours. It's okay. Shout out to the Simões and the Corderos and uh, yeah, all the Oliveiras. But yeah, we're doing good tonight. Uh, good to be talking here. Another uh, week of Benfica football here. That's right. And also shout out to the Bahus are in the house. Bruno's in studio, but he won't have a mic because we don't let him. Uh, anyway, on tonight's podcast, tonight is podcast number 338. We will look back at Benfica's uh, League Cup game, the first game of the group stages against Guimarães. We'll also look back at Benfica's uh, latest Liga Nosh game against Vitória de Setúbal. And we'll look ahead to Benfica's match day two. Uh, clash against uh, Zenit in St. Petersburg, Russia, tomorrow as we record this uh, for the Champions League. What will we see from Benfica? Uh, but uh, let's get right into it. We'll get into the Guimarães game. Uh, we got lots to talk about. Uh, so I'll start by giving you the, the lineup. And Brunelage uh, changed the, quite a bit of uh, of the starting 11, starting with uh, Zlobin in goal. Then he had uh, Tomas Tavares on the right Uh, Ruben Dias, Jardel, Nuntavarj on the left, uh, Samaris and Tarabt uh, in the midfield, Jota, Caio, Jetson and Seferovic were part of the, the attacking four. Cristiano, League Cup, Taça de Cerveja as you like to call it, surprised at all by the rotation that Laj went to? Uh, not at all, not at all. I actually um, predicted... Uh, a couple of more changes. I was surprised that he did leave three guys from the previous match um, against Murirens on the pitch. But nonetheless, um, all these guys deserve to play, and in particular in a match like that in a Taza de Cerveja game. So um glad to see these kids playing and, uh, you know, glad to see some of them make their uh, long-awaited Benfica debut. And that's what it that's what it was debut really because uh, for the most of the first half, uh, Vitor Guimarães really had most of uh, of the opportunities they created, and Bifico were actually fortunate not to go into the locker room down uh, in the scoreline. A better second half by Bifico, especially with uh, Rafa and Gabriel uh, coming in. Um, Right, I get that right. Well, Rafa and Gabriel coming in, Benfica changed a little bit of the complexion of the game. Uh, more possession, more chances, uh, but really couldn't get uh, the three points, and and the game uh, ended up in uh, in a stalemate. Dave, 
how did you see this game or did, do you not remember anymore? Because it was it was a bit of, it was almost a, a week ago, right? When? Yeah, about a week ago. But uh, like you said, real fortunate for us not to go uh, down at least a, a couple, a goal or, or two uh, going into the half. And even coming out of the half, um, we were fortunate not that uh, Guimaraes uh, couldn't find uh, their target or couldn't be... Uh, more uh, execution didn't have the ex execution on uh, target there, but real fortunate because uh, this was uh, not a good performance by us. Uh, we did start picking it up uh, after the hour mark and uh, started creating chances, like you said, with Rafa and Gabriel coming on. But uh, really, unfortunate, uh, really fortunate uh, that we didn't lose this game because Guimaraes had more of the uh, chances I felt uh, in this match. Yeah, Benfica were very fortunate to concede a goal or two there. Uh, Guimaraes definitely created the more dangerous chances. They hit the post and the crossbar on, on the same play. Um, and uh, Benfica very fortunate to, 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 to concede. Uh, Zlobin I, making his debut, I thought he did pretty well, all things considered. Um, which, which was, yeah, but I'm talking <laughs> for the 490. I give him a, I give him a good grade. I give him a passing grade. Yeah. I think, I think it was a good debut on his part. I mean, considering we watched him play in his very first game for Benfica B, uh, and he allowed four goals against Unión de Madrid, yeah. and he did not look good. So when you look at that same player that we saw three years ago, now you see him play here at the start of the lose. I understand it's a Tasa de Cerveja, but nonetheless, still pressure on a young kid to make his debut at such a huge stage. Uh, or I should say, you know, stage meaning start of the lose, not that the match was a huge stage. Uh, it was still uh, good to see him step up and play under that type of pressure, making his debut and and, and coming out with, with a pretty good performance, uh, you know, in the full 90. Christina, do you know how do you say uh, you say uh, thank you in in Russian? Uh, no, but I'm I'm ready for it. Baby. Neither do I. Uh, so Gabriel and RDT did uh, get some free uh, headers uh, towards the end of the game, but couldn't put that away. Um, so it it wasn't the worst of starts in the in the League Cup, I guess. Uh, the the other match, how did the other match end up, Dave? Do you do you recall? Was it a? I can look that up quickly. I don't know about that off the top of my head. Though. One of the teams won in the other game. <laughs> one of the teams won and the, the, the other one lost. Velais, Dave. Velais. I'm pretty sure that's what it but was. It, I mean, it wasn't the best. Uh, Befica and Guimarães are... Uh, look, it wasn't... Again, if you're looking at... It wasn't the worst. It, it wasn't the worst, but it, but it wasn't the best as well. I mean, Benfica has to win the one game that they're playing at home in this group, right? It's the one game. And, and you know, they didn't get the three points. And when you're... When you piggyback that, you know, to the performances against Juventus, to Leipzig, and then um, uh, against... what? What am I going? You're, you're gonna go back to those matches? No, we're gonna add another match on top. But of I'm that. not there yet. I'm just talking about this game in particular. So when you don't win the one game you're gonna play at home, and you add that to the performances in the previous three games, it, you know, it leaves a lot to be desired from a Benfica. I mean, this team is not playing well um this team is not creating chances the way we've grown accustomed to to seeing them do so under Bruno Lage. um and there's a lot of you know alarm bells going off and some people are just content with the fact that they're chugging along and I mean look don't get me wrong it's it, it's a positive note to play bad and still come away with the points don't get me wrong Okay, but at some point we want to see this team start to play in the quality of football 
that we've seen on the Brunelage. And this year, it's just it's not happening. And I understand we've had some key injuries. Gabriel made his return in this match, which was uh, definitely a positive. Uh, Jetson gets his first start of the season after having a, a promising performance a couple of days earlier in Moreira de Conus. But there wasn't a lot a, a, a lot of other positives what do you think of to the take Tavares away. Kids? Tavares kids do what they do, do, you know, do what we expect them to do. Uh, the kid on the right, you know, I, I think he's... Uh, which one is Tomas Tavares, right? There's so many of them. Yeah, Tomas Tavares. Tomas Tavares is on a is, scale of one to three Tavares. What would you rate uh, Tomas Tavares? I wanted to see all three of them on the on the field. You get the trio Tavares. You but know what I mean? On be... a scale of one to three Tavares, how many Tavares would you give Tomas? Tomas, I think I think he's the best one out of the three. You'd give him a three Tavares. I'd give him a three. What about uh, Nun Tavares? On a scale of one to three Tavares, how many Tavares would you give Nun Tavares? I'm gonna. I get two. Two Tavares. And then the V Tavares, I'm going to give him one because he's played a couple minutes only. And so he's the one with, that takes the one. Uh, but uh, the Tavares kids have shown that they could, you know, that they're options uh, to be counted on. And in particular, in, in, in Taza the Cerveja game last year, we had Ruben, uh, what's it, Yuri Ribeiro, a left back. I, you know, I mean, this On a scale of one to three, Yuri Ribeiro, how many Yuri Ribeiro would you give Nun Tavares? How many Yuri Ribeiro? Ah, Pogas é crack. Era long tres. No, but um, but no, the Tomas Tavares, Nunta. <laughs> no, Nunta Tavares, the right back. This Nun, is where I was going with Nun, this. Nunta Tavares is definitely uh, a player that I think Benfica can stop playing around, man. I'm, I'm trying to be serious here. Nun, uh, Tomas Tavares is a real option. And uh, he's shown that he's someone that Benfica count on. Nun Tavares make, made his return after not playing uh, for a couple weeks uh, since Andre Almeida came back. And then all of a sudden, they decided not to play him at right back. And Tomas Tavares got healthy. So he made his day, uh, He made his, his return into the lineup. And he, he's definitely someone I think Benfica could count on. So, again, going back to what I said a few minutes ago before he started clowning around, I think that these kids are, are, are you know definitely players that we could count on going forward. Uh, but there's not there's not many of the positives. I mean, it's just it's it's right now things are ugly. Let let me ask you this, uh, and still I don't know how many sticking Tavares. on the on the Tavares topic, uh, we were we were critical of uh, of Nun Tavares playing on the left on the right on the right. On the now right. that we've seen him play on the left, what do Again, you think I, that suits him more? I, I, he's more comfortable there. Uh, look, as I said, I I think he's someone that we could count on. Uh, he'll he'll definitely do the job in case Grimaldo does get injured. Let's knock on wood. Grimaldo didn't miss a game all last year, and he's and he's you know played every game so far this year as well, with the exception of that one, obviously. Um, so I I think if if he does get injured, we have someone that we can rely on. But you know, again, it's it's one game, it's one Tasa Cerveja game. The intensity, um, body opposition might not be the same because you know this is a one match. It's not how do I put it? It's, I don't want to say it's a one match, but it, the three points for the Campeonato aren't in play. And so there's a lot of guys. They had some changes as well. Um, the kid that we bragged about two years ago playing at Studio, uh, Lucas Evangelista, mm. who had, you know, on the weekend torn up Tondela, didn't make a start. He came in uh, as a substitute in the second half. Again, so there was some changes on the other side as well. Uh, but again, Tavares. I think he's someone, as I've as I've said here many times, someone that Benfica can count on, and 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 someone that I have no doubt can you know be an adequate replacement for for first um, Grimaldo in, in case of injury or suspension, and so that's uh, you know it's a positive. Last year, 
we didn't have nobody. It's a good thing that yeah. that 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 uh Grimaldo didn't get injured last year. Uh, hey, maybe maybe Ebui could play left back if well, Ebui, Ebui, I think right now with Ebui, it's important to to just get him healthy, uh, get him on the field, get him playing regular minutes. And I think right now, if he is, um, you know, uh, if he's ready to play on the first squad, I I will leave him on the right side. He has so much to get over, right? Confidence wise, and he's missed so much time. He needs to get back into rhythm. He needs to get back into that into that routine of playing football. And I don't want him to be worrying about his knee and worrying about a position that he might not be as comfortable with uh, as he is playing on the right side. So for now, I will leave Ebway on the right side when he is ready um, to to return. I think that would be the best thing for him. Dave, who are uh, who are the other two teams? I think Kuvlia, right? Yes, and uh, Stubal. They haven't played yet. They play uh, this Saturday coming up. So uh, top of the group. So yeah, tied at the top of the group Wait, with uh, one point. Played. Apparently, well, not. I thought this uh, October fifth they play. But uh, you know, considering that these were the, the these are the <laughs> two strongest teams in the group, Benfica and Guimarães. Uh, the fact that they tied is is not bad because now they get a chance to play the other two teams. And I think it's going to go down to really uh, a goal difference. <laughs> right? Because if uh, both, I think both Kimurais and Benfica are capable of beating Kuvlia and Vitoric Stubal. Would you agree? Uh, on any given day. I mean, anybody could beat anybody. Right. So it, it, it's going to come down if both teams get six points. Yeah. They're it, tied at the end. That's seven. Six points, right, six one, points seven. and plus one seven, and they died at the end. <laughs> yes. Then you have to go look at uh, at the goal uh, at the goal average. But uh, Dave, you got a you got an uh, an interesting stat in terms of results that study lose for the Tasa de Liga. Yeah, this was the first ever uh, 0-0 result uh, at the Estadio de Luz for the uh, Tasa de Liga in the the history. Uh, I know it's not that old of a uh, competition, but uh, nine, yeah. nine years old. This is the at least ten. Benfica's got like seven, and 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 there's two others, I think. Sporting won back to back. Oh, so that this is probably the eleventh then. Yeah, this has to be the eleventh because Stubble took one, mm-hmm. uh, and Mourinez I think Mourinez took another one. Uh-huh. Beat Benfica in the final. So seven plus four is eleven. That's eleven. This is the twelfth. This will be the twelfth. Twelfth edition. Twelfth edition. Quick master, but uh, yeah, so the first time in uh, 12 years that uh, a zero zero result at the Estadio de Luz for this uh, this competition, and it's the first time in 25 games uh, in this competition that Benfica has not scored at home as well. That's it, fire lodge, fire lodge. Come on, a competition that that Rui Bombu dominated in, and now we're getting nil nils at home. Fire lodge, that's it, get them out of here. That Rui Bombu dominated, and that sporting is dominated. Well, I don't know if you call it dominated, winning all uh. Two final games in both editions. All two final games. <laughs> in Very extra good. time and penalties. Hey, a win's a win. <laughs> You're right. A win's a, win's a win. Sporting has won that competition last year without winning a game in Final Four. That's fantastic. And regular time, I should say. Hey, Benfica won the ICC, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they kind of had a similar effect, right? Or did they score the goals in the end? Yeah, they, they won, right? Something. Yeah, I forgot what it was. So they won in PKs. They tied the game and won in PKs as well. So hey, that was that was what it came, came down to the tiebreaker. Whatever works, whatever works. I mean, if you can celebrate it, so Sporting is in their right to celebrate their two connects. I mean, it's the only thing they're winning. They won a Tasa, Portugal as well last year. Right. So we'll have to wait for the Kuvlia and Stubal uh, 
game result to see how the group shakes out after the first uh, round of play. And as Cristiano mentioned, Benfica will now have to go away to Covilhan and to the uh, Bonfim to play uh, those teams uh, as uh, as Mourinho hosts. will be in a sense. I don't know if Mourinho's in the stands. I don't know where he spends much time. He'll I just saw a piece uh, uh, that stands. he was in uh, in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, in he does a lot of Sky the TV Sports. commentating for, for uh, yeah. Certainly, he has enough money to travel back and forth, and and a flight to England is a couple hours. So there's not much to that. I think he fly. He probably has his own little jet. You think so? Yeah. Oh, um, jet okay, um barco lá em Setúbal. Oh, um barco deve ter, mas he can't get to England in a couple hours. And no, no barco, no. No, exactly. Só se for daquele super speedy. Please. Yeah, but said you guys rather kills. Right, but speaking Peace. of uh, of Stubble, Benfica hosted Stubble uh, this past uh, what was it Saturday? Saturday. This past Saturday uh, at Stade Luluch, Vitória de Stubble, which is a team that has not scored a lot of goals this year so far, this early in the they season. They gave five goals all year, but uh, four of them against Porto. Yeah, but uh, they also had they have they haven't allowed a goal away, even though they weren't playing at the Bonfim. But Stubble is is known for a very stingy defense. Sandro uh, came in into Stade de Luz, uh, very compact. But before we get into the game, I'll give you the lineup, and I got a couple things that I wanted to to touch up on. Uh, Vlaco Dimas was back in goal. Almeida Dias, Ferro, and Grimaldo. Uh, Pizzi on one side, Rafa on the other, face and Tarapt, Jetson, and Seferovic. Let, let's let's talk about the, this this lineup, right? I, I certainly understand um, what he's trying to do with Jetson, but Cristiano, I know you're, you're a huge supporter uh, and you've had conversations with, with Tarabt in, in which I think you guys talked about where he feels the most comfortable is behind the forward. Mm-hmm. Certainly you're looking at this lineup and I not look- knowing how, to line, how, how it's going to line up. You certainly got full power. I'm thinking. thinking oh, right? absolutely. I, I even tweeted about it. I said, you know, Jetson and Tarap playing behind. Please tell me. So, look, not only not only is Tarap more comfortable playing behind the striker, I think Jetson's more comfortable playing in the middle than he is playing behind the striker. Like, so why not put both players in a position that they're most comfortable in? No, 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 no. They, he kept it up. <laughs> he kept it up where I guess that played over the last, you know, has played this season, you know, since 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 Gabriel got injured, he pretty much took his place and so and Samadis became a non-option. So and then he puts the other guy out of position, which I I, I really didn't understand. Uh, I, I scratched my head uh, on numerous occasions. Um, so that's one, you know, one of one of the questions that I wish I, I was I had the privilege that day to be in a press conference, in a post-game press conference to have asked. Um, that question, why not move Tarab? And I think the answer would have been, I, I, I probably asked somebody, probably asked him. I, I haven't been paying attention. I but, doubt it. But you know, the answer would have been that you know Tarab's been playing that position. They want to keep him where they, they, you know, where they're going to count on him to play most of his significant minutes. Because I do think Benfica is not going to uh, give up on Raul de Tomas. I think yeah, he he didn't play this game. And you're going to touch on it. He didn't play. Uh, Vinicius came in. Uh, became the, the 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 first option to come to come off the bench, and, you know Benfica needed a goal and he did in his first touch, uh, second touch, whatever it was, and he, and he was able to give Benfica the lead. So that that was a good option on on on, on Elijah's part. But again, I I think he's going to go back to the two, two striker role, and I think Tarapt is going to play that significant role as that 
roaming uh, center midfield alongside Gabriel, whoever the hell it may be going forward. I, I do think it is going to be Gabriel. So I think that would have been the answer, not to move him out of position to because they want him to get more comfortable because that's the pl the, the one he's going to get most significant minutes in. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to touch up on that because if there's something that Lodge has been questioned on pressers has been the chemistry between uh, between RDT and between uh, Seferovic. Uh, and one thing that he always resorts to is the stat of how much those two guys work without the ball in defending. So perhaps the choice of going with Jetson up front is the fact that Jetson is a guy that could cover a lot of room in terms, in terms of defending, in terms of, uh, of shutting down any buildup uh, coming from the back of Stubel, which perhaps he feels that Tarap is more useful in the middle with the ball at his feet, not yep. so much chasing. But wouldn't you want the guy that covers the most field that covers the most ground to play in the midfield because there is more ground to cover having to play both sides of the ball as opposed to just chasing up top and then uh, chasing up top and then on top of it if you listen to every single one of his conf uh, press conferences when 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 numerous uh, journalists have questioned them why does he insist so much on Seferovic when he's been so off this year you know he, the guy's not playing and putting the ball away to the same rate that he did last year and his answer is always because he works so like He was going to work regardless. Raul de Tomas doesn't really apply tons of pressure because that's all the dirty work that Seferovic does. So, again, why not have Raul, uh, why not have Tarap there? I just, I, I didn't understand. I didn't like it. Um, it's, it's definitely a head scratcher. I didn't like think, it. You know? I didn't like it. I, I, I just, I ultimately, I honestly think it was because they didn't want to move him out of position that they're trying to get him to adapt to. They want him to spend as much time as possible there because that's where he's going to get most of the significant minutes because he's, yeah, at the, at, you know, at that midfield position because he's sold. He is sold on playing Sferovic as his guy. And Benfica has to play one or the other two, you know, players that amounted to $37 million in transfer fees. So he's going to play with two strikers. So I ultimately think it comes down to having a, a Delta Rapt adapt and play and get as comfortable and as used to playing that role as possible don't want to move him out of that position i think that's what it comes out don't don't lose that thought because i want to get uh, i want to get to that but before we get to that i want to i want to talk about two games now in a row and i know that there's some 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 squad rotation in the tasa de liga but two games now in a row that he opts to go with one more box forward in seferovic Uh, and then a more mobile guy behind him. Uh, in the first game, uh, he went with Jota, and then he changed halfway through the through the first half. He changed uh, with Jetson. He put Jetson behind uh, Seferovic. And now against Stubel, Jetson was back in that position. After all these questions uh, and all of the doubt whether or not RDT and, and Seferovic could play together, do you think that he's finally starting to break in deciding that one of those guys needs to be the static guy, another guy needs to be the more mobile guy, and apparently RDT is not the mobile guy. No, no, I don't. I just think that in order to get Jota minutes, that's where you're going to play him. And same thing with Jetson now, trying to get Jetson into the field. He's not going to take out PZ on the right side and Rafa on the other side. So there's really only one other option, which is that player behind the striker, which is that player, forget the striker, behind Seferovic. 
That's the only other option that he's going, he, he has in order to give these guys minutes. So you think he drank the Seferovic? I think Seferovic's playing. Uh, Sefer, I mean, look, it, it, after we saw this week, once again, uh, Seferovic was, that's his go-to guy. He stayed in there. Vinicius came in. Um, wasn't great, but, you know, he was able to, to get a, to get lucky, get his foot on the ball on that unorthodox uh, un, 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 un shot into the goal and, very fortunate that nobody intercepted that. And I, I just think it came down to giving Raul de Tomas a day off because he senses and he sees Raul de Tomas pressing. Um, and he doesn't want to really burn this guy having just started the season. You know, there's tons of pressure on Raul de Tomas. He, you know, $20 million to come into Benfica. He hasn't scored a goal yet. He tried a couple weeks ago to get off the schneid against Gil Vicente, but PZ said, eh, eh. he didn't let him take the penalty. And then, PZ went ahead and missed the penalty, ironically enough. Um, so he sees it. That's weighing around the Tomas. And I think he decided to give him a day off, come in with the other guy that's finally healthy. He missed a couple of weeks due to a muscle injury as, as well. Um, he's another guy that Benfica counts, uh, you know, trust to, to, to get the job done. But again, you don't see Seferovic moving. Seferovic is his guy. The only way Seferovic is going to get out, I, I think, is through injury or like a prolonged scoring drought. We're talking about 10, you know, 10, 15 games. It's the only way. But Sferovic scored a couple goals. He's getting to, to, to the end of plays, whether, you know, fortuitous or not. But he's finishing. He's got a couple telling fans to be quiet. He's silencing fans. Uh, and I think as long as he keeps putting in that work, uh, Brun Lage has shown that he's going to play him. So I think right now it's Raul Tomas and Vinicius. I think that's going to be the battle. Dave, I won't ask you about Seferovic because I know you're very, very biased, so we'll skip that. Uh, no, even, you know what, this was probably the first weekend where I've, I've started to have my doubts about uh, Seferovic. And oh, with, the, yes. The, the game that he spent half the game offside and the other half missing goals was this? Oh, game? yeah. Yes, this is the game. This might be the game that broke the camel's back for me, but uh, yeah. Um, my patience is now uh, thin with uh, Seferovic. Still, he's still my boy, but are you scraping the number off that jersey? No, no, I can't do that. Uh, no, but come on, I, I, I wanted to, of, of course, score some more, uh, some more goals for us here. But he's missing way too many opportunities, and uh, he had another breakaway. And like you said, the offsides are. Uh, he's not even making the effort to get back half the the time, or he's not in line with the last the uh, defender, and it's just so frustrating to watch. I know that some people listening, man, probably can't stand the fact that I keep talking about that opt and they probably think I'm being <laughs> biased. But I, I, look, look, I, it's just the way I see it. I, I really do think Sferovic is not the same player as he was last year because he doesn't have a striker partner in a Jonas or a Juan Felix. Those guys are different types of players. They can pick out a pass. They can finish themselves. They can create a lot of space. They're able to open up spaces that Seferovic could get himself into and just get to the end of a good pass. And I think right now, man, the only guy that I – I'm not being biased, guys. And look, let's forget about the last four years, five years. And I know a lot of you guys can't. And I understand what Tarap did and, and some of the things he said. I think, you know, I understand that it's very frustrating to sit there now and just turn your face and totally ignore that those things ever happen. But the fact of the matter is that right now – he is on this team. He's contributing to this team. He's become an important cog on this team. And uh, Bruno Lage is going to continue to count on this guy. And so I, I think we're all doing ourselves a disservice here, not rooting for the guy. Anyone that wears a Benfica shirt, we want to root for them. We want them to be successful because it's only going to benefit us. That being said, I do think 
he is the best option. He's the closest thing to a Jonas, to a, to, to a Juan uh, Felix, guys that can create and can finish on his own. There's no one else on this roster that could do so. He needs to be the guy that needs to be pushed up, playing behind Sferovic. I think once Florentino gets healthy, it's Florentino and Gabriel side-by-side, Rafa on one side, Pizzi on the other side, and you want to keep Sferovic in there, fine, but Tarapt has to play. Raul de Tomas doesn't have that ability. Bruno's here shaking his head, but Bruno, I don't, look, I just seen him play FIFA. Trust me, you don't want to know this guy. You don't want to take his word for, for soccer. Um, there, Raul de Tomas doesn't have that ability. Vinicius doesn't have that ability. The funny part is that all three of those guys are similar players. They need service into the box. And they bought two players to play the same role, two players with the same characteristics as Suferovic, which I totally do not understand why they would do so, but they did so. And now they're stuck because both Suferovic, or, or not both, all three of them, but I say both when two of them are on the field. When Raul de Tomas is on the field with Suferovic or with Vinicius or whomever, which combination of the three, they need service. They're not going to create for others. So there's only one guy. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, Everything that you've said is 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 a lot to to process and and digest, and I certainly agree with you on everything that you said. Right? I want to go back to the point where you're saying that it looks like Laj is given as many uh, reps to Tarapt in that role because that's the guy that he envisions for this role. With Gabriel being uh, healthy now. Uh, and with Florentino coming on, he's, does does that up sit or does that up? I, I do think I become do. the guy in between lines. Here's which the, is the, something that I feel that Benfica has been missing. And the big change, the biggest difference between last year and this year, is the fact that Juan Felix was a guy that could play in between lines. Look, if Gabriel didn't get hurt, and then because that up never plays. Tarap, tarap, no, Tarap might be the other option to be the backup. You know, be to Raul de Tomas or be the backup to Gabriel, he wouldn't be as important as he is today. But the fact of the matter is that he's played. He's not 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 only played, he's played well. And the guy showed that he is very important to this team because we don't have those players. So I think in putting him in there because he didn't have a choice, now he doesn't have a choice to take him out. He can't take him out. That's the thing. Once Florentino gets back, I do think Florentino will be starting alongside Gabriel. And then that's when I'm praying that he doesn't Close his eyes and forget about what <laughs> Tarapt has done and put still insist. Tarapt, I think, is is proven to be an important player. When Tarapt plays well, this is a totally different team. They 100%. Move, and especially when Gabriel is on the field. He's the only one that can move the ball. So I think when, when you put him and Gabriel on the field and he starts distributing, they both start to create. All of a sudden, everyone else starts getting involved. I just I, I don't see it. I just I don't see what Bruno Lage is going to do. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I you know I hope I don't see Adele sit. I agree with you, as I mentioned. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and, and taking some of the things that you've said and looking ahead to see what Laj is going to do. Uh, and as I mentioned, I think that the biggest difference between last season and this season is the fact that we don't have a guy that plays in between lines. Um, our final third uh, movement and opportunity creation lacks. Last year, we didn't have that. Uh, and I know that Seferovic benefited a lot from having a guy like Juan Felix who could be dropped, play between lines, 
pull guys, set them up, uh, show up on the backside. We don't have a guy that could play in between lines right now that Lodge lines up. We do have a guy that could play in between There's lines. There's only one. And that guy and nobody is, wants to is, see him. And nobody wants him that to be guy that guy. That up. And it's the only guy. And look, and I know some of you guys, you're critics of myself, of my support for Tarap, you're critics of Tarap. I know you guys will say, look, it, it, things aren't that bad. Benfica does lead the league in goals, which they do. Can't deny that. You know what I mean? They, whatever, they demolished a couple teams, even playing bad. They demolished you know, Paso Ferreira, yada, yada, yada. That being said, only if you're, and I don't even want to be disrespectful to blind, but only if you're really blind, you you didn't watch this team play last year. No, because I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to be funny here, but unless you really didn't want to see the difference from last year to this year, where the team was, I mean, it was chance after, I mean, for Christ's sake, we beat somebody 10 0. I mean, this team was not only finishing, but they were creating. And I know this year the big difference is we're not finishing to the level that we finished last year. But it's not just that, guys. We're not controlling games. We're not creating the amounts of chances that we had last year. It's a totally different team. And I don't, I don't want to keep harping on it, but uh, there's, we don't much, have any. We don't have anybody else. Well, I don't know how much different the team is. If you look at the team from last year, oh, you this lost, team, bro. You you lost. Two guys, two and, and our best player in the last forty 100, years, hundred percent. And even though he was injured, he wasn't himself. But when he's on, he still posed a huge threat that teams had to take seriously. hundred percent. And the other one, Juan, Juan, Juan Felix, who you know the haters wanted to turn a blind eye to, they didn't want to give him the credit. But we see now, outside of Benfica, seeing what he's done at Atletico, seeing what he's done in the you know in the Champions, he's scoring his first goal today, setting up another play. Seeing that this kid, wow, he really was the real deal. So this has a, a lot of this. Yeah, you're right. It's just, but it has to do with, I, I don't want to say the word world class because I think it's a little bit early. But Juan Felix is definitely on the cusp of world class. hundred, He's there. So when you add that type of player to a team in the, in the, in the Liga North, come on, bro. It's night and day. Um you know, I don't want to sound blasphemous, and and I know that uh, that I'm kind of. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'm going to kind of regret saying this, but is this stubbornness and unwillingness to see something that seems that clear to guys like you and I, uh, from largest part? Is this is this something that he's way beyond our years in comprehension and we don't know shit no. about football and he knows the best? Or does this border on Rui Vitoria? No, I just think that he sees things his way, right? He's going to make it work his way. And unfortunately for us, I'm never going to root against Benfica. No, yeah, I'm I never, would never I, do that. I'm never going to root. I'm never going to be like, I told you so, right? But Benfica does play like crap. The fact that they play in such a weak campeonato, it's good enough to get the three points. So he's never, it's like, he's never going to be wrong. It's never going to be, you know, they played, they, look, they played a little bit better, but there wasn't that Benfica we've grown accustomed to seeing against Vitoria Stubo. It was ugly, but it was a little bit better than previous matches, right? And it was enough. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the only way we're, you know, we're going to, it's the same thing with Vitoria. When we started pointing out, the, the flaws in Rivitore, the weaknesses in his game, right? 
he was winning those ugly games, 1-0, last 15 minutes, and and all the you know, all the, the supporters and the haters of the Benfica podcast, you know, asking us to write apology letters because we criticized the guy and we were calling it four years earlier. And again, I'm never gonna root for Benfica, but the only way people started to see things our way here on the podcast was when Benfica started dropping points left and right. And I don't think that's gonna happen with this Benfica team with this uh Brun Lage squad. Yeah. Because the squad one through twenty-five is the best in Portugal, right? It is the best by far. And even though they're not playing great football, he's still not as close-minded as Brun as a uh, Rui Vitor. And he still he still plays a lot better football. He still his tactics, his coaching, you know, it's it's, it's a better brand of football. So I think it's going to be enough to just keep accumulating the three points. But there's going to be ugly nights. And now it's going to come a point where this team is going to click. It's going to, you know, it's going to turn around. It's going to slap around the Monkus 4 5 0. And they're going to have a tremendous goal differential. And they're going to lead the league in goals. And everybody's going to look back at this, at this, you know, part of the season and say it was a short hiccup that Benfica went through. And, you know, all is going to be forgotten. But the fact of the matter is right now, man, I mean, I, it's, it's, yeah. it's ugly. And there, there aren't many options. With Chiquinho being injured on top of it, there aren't many options for that role. But Benfica has to play Raul de Tomas, as I mentioned here with you, Steve and Dave, and you guys, some of you guys look at me like I'm crazy. And Bruno is one that I had a huge conversation, you know, obviously off the record with. He doesn't agree with me when I say Benfica is not in a position. I don't care how, 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 how well they're doing financially compared to Benfica's history, right? Benfica is not in a position to spend 20 million euros on a 24-year-old striker. I don't care where he come from unless he is the first guy you pencil in a pencil in in your starting lineup, and he's not. Sferovikis, at least at the striker. But even, even at the striker, if Benfica spends 20 million and then 17 million on another striker in Vinicius, I don't care if it's Cristiano Oliveira. He has to play. They have to play. It can't be guys we're not sure about. It. 37 million on two, but they have to be surefire guaranteed going to be contributors to this club. And right now, just question marks. Benfica can't do that. No. And so I hope that they turn it around, but they're going to insist on those guys as much as possible because they can't afford to have this blow up in their face and have egg on their face. And all of a sudden it's 37 million down the drain. I know it's early. It's only seven, eight games into the, into the campeonato. I know. They're going to insist on those guys. Florentino healthy, Gabriel healthy. Oh, man. Yeah, my boy uh, Tarap might be on the outside looking in, unfortunately. Look, and I think that after seeing what, what the team has done and, and seeing game after game and Bifica having the issues that they're having in the final third, um, and what we've seen is, is, is just Rafa's geniality, if you will. Uh, anytime he, he switches into another gear, he's a guy that that causes those troubles for those defenses. Yeah, but that hasn't happened. Rafa has, with the exception of one or two plays. It's, Bruno, stop but, looking. But Bruno, he's getting stop, he's this guy, getting fouled a lot. But he had this. I mean, what games are you watching? He hasn't been the same player that he was the first four or five games of the year. He is not I mean, because he's he's getting more attention. Are you, he's you, getting more. What fouls. are you watching? How, I, I don't. What, what the hell does that mean? That means exactly what the hell I'm saying. Still, I don't care if he's getting fouled. I don't care if he's slipping on banana peels. He's not performing to the level he was at being able to see. Same thing with PZ. Is it safe? I mean, am I lying? Whether he's getting fouled, they're not performing at the same level. And and you're right. Benfica can't depend on the individual efforts of Rafa or the individual efforts of PZ, which is what That's they did That's what they the did beginning. at the beginning of the season. 
two really beat teams. I mean, if you look at last year's team, and, and granted, we, we touched up on, on great points here, and we lose two very crucial players, world-class players that were making all the difference. But Benfica, the run that they went on last uh, season – after Lodge took over, they demolished teams. They were never happy. They were always on top of the team, on, on top of teams. And now they're struggling to get into the final third and creating chances. And the chances, the little chances that they're creating is Rafa getting the ball away. behind midfield and juggling and dribbling through five, seven, eight guys. Then he gets fouled. But he only has what, Dave? Correct me if I'm wrong. The last four or five, what, maybe two? Two of those runs a game, it's not as frequent as it was at the beginning of the, beginning of the season. It was every time he touched the ball, it was like the guy was running through the field, drilling toward. Then that Porto game, Porto kind of gave everybody a game plan to how to beat Benfica. Stop those two guys. And in particular, with no Gabriel on the field, right? And then they had the, 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 the duel in the midfield, which I don't want to keep tapping myself on the back, but I criticize and I mentioned here plenty of times, Samaris and Florentino, they just don't do it. And then Porto gave everybody the game plan. Shut down Pizzi and Rafa, and that's it. And how do you shut down Rafa? You have to foul him. And that's what every team's done ever since. And Benfica's not been the same team. And especially with nobody in the midfield to create the way Gabriel was able to do it. And then somebody ste I mean, Tarap stepped in, played well. He got man of the matches. I mean, he, the guy who's putting Serbia alone in front of the goal, it's not his fault they missed. Look, yeah. they, they need some help. And and even uh, something that's also re reflective of how Benfica is having a hard time playing in between lines, especially that position that plays off the forward, uh, the forward, is the fact that Tarabt, who has played excellent, has done very well. He's almost forcing balls because there's no movement in that front line. So he's forced to thread the needle on some passes and he's turning the ball over as a result of not of not having somebody or not having the movement up front of guys putting themselves in good positions to receive a ball that's not going to be a risky I mean, think about what's, what's happened the last, what, four games off the top of my head that he's played. This is when 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 Rui Bombo was 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 the manager. We, Dave, you you probably weren't even part of the pod yet, but you, 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 you know, you're a loyal listener. Someone who listened to us all the time, and we we chatted back and forth. And ever since you've been involved, we we've questioned on numerous times: Does PZ have some photos of 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 of, of Rui Bombu? You guys recall because the guy, no matter how bad he played, he never came out. And now he's the first guy, fifty six minutes, he's out of the game. That goes to show you that he's not playing to the level he was at the beginning of the season. The guy leads the team in goals in the last four games. He's been the first sub. Or, you know, just about, guys. I know but th that this has been going on now for a couple of seasons where PT starts the season off on fire and then uh, well, September now, comes. But now he's coming yeah. out. Yeah, That's now he's coming out. Yes, for sure. And uh, and Bruno Lage, it takes him out at least. And Rafa, at least, is still getting uh, his uh, he's getting his full 90 because I think Lage understands of what uh, a dynamic and uh, – uh, important player he can be in, in the creative sector but uh yeah pt th this is the same old pt where he, he dominates in uh, in august and then september october comes around and, and uh he plateaus and, and tails off until the uh, warm weather comes back in uh, april and may pz must have a girlfriend who goes to portugal on vacation like all the tourists go in august and he's, you know, trying so hard to impress. And then she leaves like the rest of the tourists. And he's like, ah, got a guess. You think he sends her dick pics from the locker room? 
He doesn't have to. The media puts it out for him. <laughs> he doesn't have to do that. Hey, now, now it's Seferovic uh, that has pictures on Lodge. That's why he's always in the uh, the lineup. Wow, Dave is taking a turn on Seferovic, man. He is taking a uh, serious turn. Yeah, look, look, I, I get it. He's put in a shift, right? It's, which something we praised last season, in 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 late August and September when he's when he finally got the the opportunity to play we praised them for putting in the work and never giving up and having the right mentality and the right attitude consider he was what on the transfer uh market or on the transfer when they were available on the shopping window for everyone to for everyone to come and pick up throughout the whole summer preseason and play a minute we praise them and he's still putting in that work and, and we get it but when you have two other guys that he spent again and I, i'm gonna keep repeating it guys i'm sorry when you spent 37 million on two other guys and you're not capitalizing at the other end. It, it, you have to put in those guys. And right now, Lodge is just sticking with his guy. Um, hopefully, it pays off. Uh, he does work as hard as anyone on the pitch. He's you know the guy presses and never gives up, which yeah. which is good to see. Even even when he's not scoring, you know it's it's good to see that attitude. It's good to see that that he's gonna try his hardest no matter what. And you know sometimes when guys don't score, when guys things aren't going their way, you see their effort level drops and 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 his is definitely not. So uh kudos to him. But the fact of the matter is he has to put the ball in the back of the net. You have two other guys who cost a lot of money who are ready to step in. And we saw that with Vinicius this weekend coming in as a substitute and and, and getting on the scoreboard and, and with that one goal giving Benfica the three points. Cristiano, at this point, uh, would you consider Seferovic a switch, a, a Swiss watch, or a Swiss cheese? Swiss knife. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm gonna cut uh, that. I'm gonna cut that. Was, a, that was awful, awful joke. <laughs> he's a, he's a Swiss knife. You know, a, we want to we want to see him. We, we want to see him cut through that cheese with that watch on in a timely manner. How's that? Hey, that sounds good. That's it. Polyvalent. Polyvalent. That's what a Swiss, no, that's, a Swiss that, Army knife that's is. All me, that's all me. I know. That's all me. Though. Anyway, uh, just uh, just quickly wrapping up this uh, this Stubble game. Benfica struggle in the first half. Uh, 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 Gab got a red Gab card. Gabriel came in. Gabriel came in in, in the 45th minute for, for Faisa. Uh, Vinicius came in in the 59th minute. Uh, four, four minutes later, he would end up uh, scoring a goal, which is... Something that uh, you know, Benfica struggled. Um, he was quite. So nifty, like the I, was, I was a little scene, bit. Uh, I, I, was I was. I was impressed oh, by his, his coolness and the the way he was able to put that ball away. He's a lefty um, too, and he, was, he shot that in with his right, right? Yeah. Acrobatic, unorthodox. Hey, credit to him for not giving up. That was a broken play. And uh, like I said, so we have no catifacella sort of matar inter 20 guys, you will entrar la dentro. Everybody swinging and, and everybody missed it. And it wasn't even a hard shot, but look. Uh, us Benficistas were all excited to see that ball hit the back of the net. Uh, so good job to him, good job by Lodge to bring him in at that time. I guess he, you know, he had a feeling. Dave, you got uh, you got some stats here on the Stubble game. Uh, anything uh, you wanna you wanna say in regards to the game uh, that you already haven't said about Tarap? No, about Tarap, yeah, he picks up the uh, the red card there in the. Uh, the 80th minute, very, very, very questionable uh, red card. But going into that, he was having a, a streak of yellow cards. So he's already accumulated four yellows. 
uh, plus this red. So I think even if that was a yellow, he would have been suspended for the uh, next match anyways. Yeah, I, I but uh, in a yellow, I get it. He follows through, but he definitely gets ball first. I yeah. don't care what referee, what league. That is not a, a red like he got a straight red. That's at worst, at the very worst, a yellow card if he gives him a yellow, if, he, if it's even a yellow card. But I, I think it's very unjust, very unfair. Um, Those are reviewable. Yes. Now I was going to say, even if he gives him the red card, he can review it afterwards or it has to be reviewed. Yeah. And he can change it to a yellow. Right? To a yellow. Do you guys think that that referee who definitely showed that he's favoring the opposition, right? You think he's going to review it and, and, and rescind the red to give him a yellow? Absolutely not. That referee, that was, that was as bad of a refereeing job at the start of the losers I've seen in a long, long time. Look at that. So I was not surprised by the red card that, whatsoever. That play on Hoffa also. Yeah. I mean, if the you follow half. the same criteria, uh, then that didn't even get ball. That's the worst. Yeah. He didn't even, that was if you follow the same angle. criteria, you got to give yellow to Tarabt or you got to give a red to both plays. How do you give a red to a player who gets ball first and five? I mean, obviously he hits him after, but he gets ball. I think that with the VAR and being that it's a reviewable play, that has to go to VAR. The VAR gets a gets a, gets an offsides in a Porto game off by half, <laughs> half, half a pintelho. Half a pintelho. They they're able to see that, but they can't go review a red card. That is unjust. It's, it's well, just I laughable. Mean, we, bro. We've always said here that uh, the VAR is only going to be as good as the guy that's in front of it. You know, there's two guys in that matter. You know, so uh, yeah, and, and they they have the ability to go in his ear and tell him to to review it as well, right? But like you said, it's only as good as the people that are operating the yeah. the bar. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's that. He ignored it. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. And there. There's that example there, and then Odysseus gets the uh, yellow card for for time wasting, if you even want to call it that, and uh, gives the did, uh, time for most of the game. Yeah. Dave, go ahead with uh, with those stats, man. Sorry, we interrupted you. No, no, and then uh, my only other uh, stat here that uh, Venetia scores his second goal, and he's only played a combined uh, sixty nine minutes this season, so. Uh, on the uh, stat front, he's definitely more of a more of an efficient striker than uh, Seferovic uh, so far this season. But uh, still, a very small sample size from uh, from Vinicius. I know you're getting ready to switch topics and move on to the Champions League, but before we do so, guys, I just want to talk about how stupid and how moronic and idiotic of a decision it is by the league. To, to, to have a four or five week break in between right in the middle. I mean, this is not a winter break like we see in, in Germany or <inaudible> whatever. <inaudible> yeah, because of the Tasa de Cerveja and then the Campinat and then the, the, yeah, I do the votes. That's one week. <laughs> the votes. <laughs> They're going to vote one week. That's this weekend. No, that's next weekend. Next weekend? Or is it this weekend? I think it's this weekend. The elections. I think it's this Sorry. weekend. But whatever. That's one week. That's not five weeks. I mean, think about it. the next time if he can plays a Liga, a Liga Nos game, it's what the twenty seventh or twenty even worse, the twenty seventh against Tondela in Tondela. They play Lyon after they play Zenit, which we'll get into it briefly. If that's not next. That's I don't care about that. That's not Liga. Right, Nos. right, right. For the Liga Nos, you're right. Tondela is the next mm -hmm. uh, Liga Nos game, which is on the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. They today played, is the first. They played one. What the 29th? and then the twenty a month, a whole four weeks, a whole month off. And then they try to cram. They try to cram like three three league games uh, in like five days after that. Then it's like the twenty seventh, the thirtieth, and then the the second. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it makes no sense. 
And what yeah. for elections? I mean, they're all gonna vote on Socrates anyway. Socrates. <laughs> that guy's in jail, dude. <laughs> <I know. laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll get into that uh, into that break a little bit and, and and talk through whether or not that's going to be beneficial for Benfica. But uh, before we do that, let's uh, let's turn our attention to tomorrow's match, match day two of the Champions League. Benfica will travel to Saint Petersburg in Russia to play uh, Zenit. Uh, locally um game time expected 41 degrees fahrenheit i think that's what teens and celsius yeah i checked it out about 10 celsius around there so uh yeah i know that uh, atletico madrid played in in uh in russia played in russia today today, today yeah. and and they were wearing gloves so uh you know uh some of those guys came well felix had gloves yeah and so that yeah, cost that nothing. My yeah, man, man was bad. <laughs> Nate, my yeah, man you know what else he didn't have? You know what he else he didn't have? Aim. You didn't have an aim. No, he, he had a nice assist. You had a nice. Did you see that goal that he missed? No. Okay. I go, saw the pass go, from go, Felix go. to him, and then he passed it on to Tomas, and he finished. No, but go, go see the other the other uh, miss that he had from a, a Jean Felix's uh, deflection header from a corner. Um. So anyway. Match day two against Zenit. Uh, uh, Dave, you got any stats? I got a, a little bit stats on on Zenit. I don't know if you uh, have any stats here on on Zenit, but uh, go ahead, go ahead. Do do your thing, Dave. Do, do your thing. Yeah. So we played Zenit uh, six times already in the Champions League, uh, all in this decade, and we've got three wins and three losses uh, against them. Uh, one win and two losses uh, in St. Petersburg. Uh, Benfica's all-time record in Russia is two wins, two draws, uh, five losses. And uh, Zenit uh, currently sits in fifth in the Russian Premier League with uh, 23 points with uh, from seven wins, two draws, two losses, uh, two points behind the leader, CSKA Moscow. And uh, they actually this lost this past Saturday against uh, Lokomotiv, uh, one nothing. So... Uh, not coming into the uh, game tomorrow on uh, top form, but uh, it's always a, a struggle when we got to go to these uh, cold Siberian places up in Russia. Why is it that they play at eight o'clock kickoff? I mean, what I don't know what time it is, but it's the same kickoff in time zone. No, I know, but I thought the games Russia's in, in Russia. I thought the games. I know they have nine different time zones. Did you know that? No, in Russia they I have nine different. Yes. How many? Do, how many uh, does the US have? Three. Sure. No. Four. Oh, why isn't it a different one? <laughs> it's East Central. East, East Central and do West. Mean, do you know? I yeah, mean, it is. It's negative, negative three, negative two in here. What did I say? I said East Central and West. You said Mountain. Well, do you know about... how many uh, Portugal has? One, bro. Thanks. Two. Who was? Azores is on a different time. A lot of stuff. <laughs> but and that's but, uh, your geography for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. But um, yeah, I, I thought all games in Russia was supposed to be played. That's why they started with the 12 p.m. or 12 30 uh, uh, kickoff. 12:55, something like that. Uh, no, 12:30. I think here, 12 our, our time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They changed the game. They, they, they have two games at 12, and then and then the rest of the games are at five. And I thought the ones in Russia. Anyone who's, who's listening to this, please hit Maybe us up. Maybe they Twitter. got elections. Before, <laughs> no, because... there there are games tomorrow at twelve fifty five, but they're nowhere near Russia. It's uh, Genk and Napoli, and then uh, Slava Prague and uh, Dortmund. So yeah, but it's, I... it's all commercial. It's all commercialized, and they're just trying to 
it would make sense for them to start this game uh, earlier uh, with team, it being in Russia. But team like Benfica, who's had who has tremendous European reputation, needs to be a marquee game uh, in the afternoon for sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. So let's 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 Look, tomorrow is it's not only a, a, a very important game for us Benficaistas. That's what I was gonna go to. It's it's not only a very important game for us Benficaistas to get back on the right track and. And finally, celebrate a, a victory in the Champions League, which is something like you know a solar eclipse, which is uh, not seen uh, very often uh, for us. <laughs> uh, is, is it right? Solar eclipse. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I read that earlier today in the book. Um, <laughs> I, so let, let's hope we get the three points. But if Benfica does come away with the three points in Russia, it will. Uh, benefit the Portuguese Liga. Liga knows it will benefit the Portuguese in the coefficient, which they will overtake and jump over Russia for the all-important sixth place yeah. in the coefficient, which then will guarantee first and second place with direct uh, qualification into next year's Champions League with the third going into a qualification. Yeah, uh, going into a playoff, I should say. That's that's the that's the big picture. Now let's look at more of a, of a five-foot uh, tall picture five foot five foot perspective picture two teams uh that are coming into this match uh zenith grabbed the points against uh leon um benfica lost against leipzig obviously if benfica wants uh, wants to have any aspirations to continue uh to the group stages to continue to be in a position where they control their destiny they gotta take some points here in in uh, in Russia. Yeah. Zenit only has one point. Mm -hmm. If Benfica beats Zenit, uh, they'll leapfrog Zenit. Considering that that RB Leipzig is going to beat Lyon at home. Are you considering or expected? Not considering. Well, ex expect you're expecting expecting that, that so. uh, Leipzig will beat Lyon at know. home. I might, I might Befica actually put himself in a good position. A I might see that a draw. I might, I, I see that game as a draw. But Benfica would put themselves in a good position uh, at a very three good points position, in a very good position, and especially if, if even if it and is a got draw, the double Lyon. Even if it is a draw with the uh, we you know Leipzig and Lyon, then then you know Lyon be at two points. And Benfica will be a, a three, so I, I I do think it gives them a leg up. But as I mentioned, I think it's 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 a very important game um, on both ends, not just for Benfica because of, of these reasons you just mentioned, but also because for the Portuguese as well and the coefficient. So I, I I think tomorrow Benfica has the responsibility to take this game very serious, and I hope that that um, Bruno Lage does so. And you know, to me, as it, Benfica should always field their strongest squad. In a year, in any competition, but in particular in a in, in a European competition, when when we haven't done crap in this competition for for what seems like you know forever now, um, and we've kind of become a laughing stock throughout European football. So hopefully Benfica does take it serious on that part. And then, as I mentioned, man, it's 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 even bigger due to the fact that um you got that whole coefficiency stuff in play. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching uh. Bruno Lage's presser um, before for this game, and he was saying that he's going to uh, play the strongest eleven. Cristiano, considering we well, don't have another said, game until the twenty first, well, he said he said this, he said he played the strongest eleven against the first, you know, against Leipzig in the first game. So I don't know. Was it Stavon Tadzelejad? One thing's for sure, Andre Almeida is on the shelf three weeks, expected yep. three to four three weeks. Three to four so weeks. So you yeah. won't see him back probably until that Tonella game. So Tomas Tavat. Uh, Tomas, 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 
Nuno. Yeah, Tomás. What's the other one? David. David. So yeah, Tomás Tavares is expected to play. Um, Dave, you wanna you, you wanna ro- run through the list of the convocados? Yeah, uh, Odysseus, Villar, uh, Zlobin in net, uh, Nuno and Tomás Tavares, uh, Ruben Dias, Ferro, Grimaldo and Chardel, uh, Tarapt in uh, the midfielder in the midfield with Gabriel, Servi, Caio, Rafa, Pizzi, Feja and Jetson, and up front uh, Seferovic, Ardite, uh, Vinicius and uh, Jota. So. Uh, no Andre Almeida, no Samaris, and no uh, Zivkovic uh, either on this uh, lineup to Russia. I was going to ask you, you Zivkovic, but <laughs> he must live like in a monte uphill or something. The cabal can't get back, can't get up there with with the carros. I I can't um, I can't wrap my head around it. Um, but 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 considering, here we go. Considering. Consider, this is good, right? Yeah, this yeah. is a good use of the word yeah, considering that yes. on this one. It's been approved. Yeah. Considering that Laj has said that everyone that works hard gets a chance. We haven't seen Zivkovic. What I guess, does that mean? I guess He's Zivko, not working hard? I guess Zivkovic and Samaris aren't working because Samaris went from being crucial to... to, to... He's convocado now, right? No. He's not even convocado. Mm. So. Mm. Dave, I... Bruno was bothering me when you were calling out the the the, the least of It's not. Um, I don't know that 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 Zivkovic continues to be a mystery to everyone. Uh, it was a mystery you during think, the JJ do you years. Think, do you think this is a good question, guys? I thought about this. Speaking all, of that, we got questions thought, from Twitter. I, I thought about this all on my own. Do you think there's any chance that Zivkovic was the guy that Aurelius choked? In the assembly as well. <laughs> you think you think it was him? No, but you guys just have he was at, he was at Urban at that, that time. He wasn't at the assembly as well. Could I like a Kim Barreiro's mustache? You know what I mean? It's first time. What do you think? A blonde wig is possible. Possible, right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vieira slapped a, a, a um, formigo. Do, do you want to get into that? Uh, you know, if you have, um, if you haven't been living under the rock, obviously you know that Benfica had the the AG or a. We have our correspondent right here, who's there on the scene live, uh, Bruno Barros. He was live in at the Assemblea Geral. He wanted to talk all about it. You want to come on the mic and say a couple words here? No, he doesn't want to. He's been sworn to secrecy uh, by the Vietistas. Yeah. <laughs> That's his president. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Assemblée Générale or the AG, which is no media is allowed, uh, only sausage, and you got to show your card to get in, uh, which is something basically that they hold every year uh, where the club or the SAD presents um, their balance sheet uh, and also presents their budget for the season and the, the, the sausage vote on it. Um there are several sausages that get picked to uh, to go in the po- uh, to go to the podium and speak. Uh, Luis Fiviera also has a, a, a speech and whatever. I, I'm not really sure how this went down. I know the boys from Benfica FM discuss it because I know that at least two or three guys were uh, in attendance at uh, at the Assemblea Geral. But apparently, it was a guy uh, that contested Vieira. 
that I think was shouting at Vieira, and I think that Vieira ended up grabbing his neck. Uh, now, that's what came out. Um, I'm not sure what else transpired. Uh, I haven't heard Bifiga FM yet, but you guys might want to check that out because those guys, as I mentioned, they were there. But is it is it right for the president of the club to put his hands? Do you have to? Do you have to be above that? That is that is a very very controversial thing to talk about. Um, and I tell you, man, I, I'm very. Yeah, how do I put it, man? I'm on edge. I, I don't like that. I do hope that he was just, as Bruno stated before, um, you know, smacking a wasp off his chin or something like that. <laughs> Because that is, in any other sophisticated country, in any other advanced world, um, those are uh, impeachable offenses or inadmissible or, or you know, uh, the step-down resignation. I mean, that is something that, in my book, um, is, is, is not right. It's something that I can't comprehend, and I'm, I'm shocked. That it hasn't become a bigger a bigger topic. I I do think that is an offense that's unforgivable. Um, and again, uh, he's done a tremendous job for this club in the past. But there's some things that you're just not above the law. And it seems like he is untouchable. It seems like he he has his free reign to do what he wants. Um, and it's you know those free reigns are for the tarops in the world on the pitch to run around and roam and do what they want. Um, that's what it's about. It's not for you to act like you know a cowboy or a sheriff or an Indian, whatever the hell, whichever role you want to do off the pitch, you have to adhere to rules and laws. I mean, I think if 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 you, <laughs> I think if 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 any one of those, uh, what was it, twenty three. 23 saucers uh, who had the opportunity to go out there and voice their frustration. I think if any one of them were to put their hands on the president in any way, um, we're talking about totally different circumstances here. We're talking about a totally different uh, subject matter. I mean, you know, talk, these guys probably would have gotten arrested, beat up pretty badly and would have gotten arrested. And he gets away with uh, going home. And it is just I mean, look, man, I, I don't know all the He's details going home, sitting on the couch and eating his chips. Yeah, hopefully he's got the curtains down. He doesn't see any lights while he's doing that as well. But um, it's that is a very, very uh, I yeah. I I think you you touch up on a couple of things here uh, that you, you cannot be above the club. And I think that when you have uh, an act like that, when you have that attitude, when you Not have an act, that when gesture, you have when you sit in that chair and you are. Who you no, are? But I'm saying, I mean, think that, about that, the CEO. He is, he is for another word for the CEO of McDonald's, Burger King, Sony, and any Nike, any major brand. If their CEO touches any employee, right, or any partner, anybody in that matter puts their hand anywhere near anyone's neck, or just, or just even verbally attacks them stockholder or any or verbally attacks any of those stockholders just verbally without even he's most likely stepping down by now yeah no i i agree and i was thinking about portuguese and that's why i said act um 
Yeah, and, and, and this is a question. The and this is, by the way, talking about Twitter questions. You mentioned earlier, Nuno Picado, our boy from Mifika FM. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll read. We'll yeah, read. Well, him. but that's we'll that's him. a question he posed, and and I even said to him, "Are you trying to throw us into the fire?" And he's like, "You guys got we can't be the only ones talking about yeah. this." Obviously, this is a big, big uh, matter, a big subject that, that 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 not just us, but every Benfica podcast, any Benfica program, any Benfica adept who should be talking about, and, and they are Benfica TV. It, exactly. I mean, well, Guerra said that 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 he didn't touch nobody. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's this a, is, a, this, will, is a, this is something that I'm surprised is being swept under the rug. Is it a case? Is I, it I, a, I, I, and the one thing, and let me finish, Alfredo. I know you're trying to be a clown here, but I'm trying to be as serious as possible. And this is a case that, again, I I don't know all the all the details, uh, but I, I do think that we need to hear from the president. I do think that he needs to say his side and tells you know to, to really come out to the public and to us i'm a saucy. that's what i'm saying and i'm a saucy and i think i deserve an explanation right but the f- problem is that his attitude is no I don't, i'm not gonna apologize i didn't you know like and that's what's pissing me off even more because i do think he at the very least owes us uh benficistas and us paying members and us saucies he owes us an apology owes us an explanation and that guy definitely, whether you offended him or not, and again, look, offending it's like you know what is it? Words, you know, sticking stones may stones break, may whatever. Words, but I guess words will this, never. Yeah, you know, in this case, in this they, case, can't use did. that one. But uh, <laughs> in this case, a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad one to use. Bad example. But you know, look, the guy he gets his five minutes to go up there and talk, and no matter how offensive it gets, it is what it is, and you have to eat it. That role, that that seat that you've taken, that that oath you sworn to. You have to take and you compliments. were elected by the fans. You have to, you have to the sausage, the, the sausage, right? To serve the, the you were elected to serve the sausage, and 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 that seat comes with, you know, plotting, and it comes with 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 a lot of negativity as well, positives and negativity. And I think just like a player, if 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 you if you if 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 you see Tarapt coming out of Seychelles and you offend them because of what he said the last couple of years, and and you know you put your hands on them, you're you're wrong. You kids, know what you, I mean? You kids, can't. Yeah. His criticism is criticism. You can't do that. You kids, criticize them all you want, but you can't put your hands on. Yeah. Them. What what it's Bruno? You're a big Vieta supporter. I guess it's a. a uh, you I, think he at the very least? Has to come out and with 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 some type of explanation of what guy. Or you think he's got the right attitude and just you know shoveling it under the rug and no, he should definitely say something about it. You know, at the very at the very least, explain his side of the story or apologize. Look, I had a moment of I lost my head. Judgment, lapse in judgment. I mean, look, everyone's human. You know what I mean? He's a human. He makes mistakes like anyone else. Yeah. But uh, so I guess it's a. Yeah. What happens at Pavilion Number Two stays at Pavilion Number Two. But in this case, it didn't stay. No. It came out to the masses. It came out, and I think we need we we deserve an explanation. I think he needs to to explain to us what happened. Absolutely, because you, you you were put in power as a servant to the sausage. So if the sausage want to give it to you uh, in a respectable way, you should be able to take it. Could you imagine a player? Slapping a fan outside the Seychelles for criticizing him, or trying to attempt it, or, or it's happened before, I think. Players, yeah, possibly. No, players somewhere. getting beat up, not players beating up fans. But yeah, know. let's let's get to the Twitter question. I mean, this is a touchy subject. Uh, a lot of people, some people are, are afraid to touch the matter. So no, we, we've said what we had afraid. to say. I, think, I stand by what I said, and. Uh, 
I, I, don't, I don't have think any regrets, um, and my opinion is not going to change. I think we need to, to very least hear from them. I, um, I, I don't think there's there there's going to be many people out there thinking that you grab somebody's neck that's criticizing you. You have a right to do that, especially in a position that you're in. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people out there. Believe it or not, I read on Twitter. I read on Twitter that. that he was within his right. You know that he's done so much for the club, and how dare they question him? I'm like, like, no, dude. Again, like I get it, bro. He's done, but you can't. You, it's inadmissible. How do you put your hands on someone's neck? Are you try to agredir somebody? It just, it, it doesn't. You know, again, you must really think you're above the law. And that should be something that should never be accepted at any club. Yeah. Moving on to the Twitter questions, Alfredo. You're looking them up. Benfica, hashtag Benfica podcast. Let's get to well, some of the Twitter was, questions. Picado sent us um, that one. It was. I guess I'll, I'll go from, from the top uh, and I'll start with Mr. Benfica. Shout out to Mr. Benfica. He, he, hey, say hello to Mrs. Benfica. He, he runs a podcast called, I think it's called Mr. Benfica. So I just know that it's a, it's a Benfica podcast. Sorry. Tell you listen a lot. Um, and he asks, do you guys feel that Bruno Lage is starting to get in over his head right now? Uh, playing Jets and out of position can be seen as a move of desperation or lack of ideas. His, and he's talking about Lage, uh, Lage's body language looks like he too is questioning his own selections at times. And he says, keep up the great work, guys. What, what, do, you, what, what do you think? I mean, look... Uh, it's it's a good question, uh, right? I think it's a good question because he, here's the thing that we're, we're Brun Lage is now uh, he is not complete yet completed a full year of being a senior manager, uh, and everybody knows that when you started a, a a new job, there's there's a learning curve, there's mistakes that are going to be made. Um, I don't think he's over his head, but but yes, there there's some things that he's that he has to deal with that. And that's why he has technical staff. That's why he has guys uh, that he trusts that have been part of his technical staff for a while. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, brainstorming and exchanging of ideas going on. Uh, I don't think he's over his head because the results are still there. Uh, so I don't feel that there's a level of desperation there. Uh, but I do think that he's, he's, he's definitely feeling the animosity from the fan base and some of the unhappiness from the fan base. What do you think, Christian? I said it before. I don't think anything really changed until they start dropping points. Hmm. As long as they keep, you know, accumulating the points, getting the three points everywhere they go, at home, on the road, and uh, coming home with the victories, I think he's going to implement his ideas, his tactics, and he's going to make his decisions. And some are going to work. Some are not going to work. Um and he's just going to keep going forward until something changes. Either the team clicks or they drop points, and then something drastic will have to happen. Um, here's the next one from uh, Tiago. Uh, and if you want to follow Mr. Benfica, is at Benfica Mr. Uh, on Twitter. Tiago is at sauce underscore SLB. And he's, he asks, is Laj responsible for this very little goal scoring? Uh, <sighs> Well, it, it's, is he it's, responsible? No, he's not the one on the field missing chances. Uh, Svetovic sure. is more, is more responsible way, than he yeah. is. But, yeah, he is responsible because the guys that aren't performing to the level we expect him to perform, he's the one that's deciding to put him on the field week after week after week after week. And 
Uh, so I guess in, in, in that case, he's responsible. But ultimately, the, the responsible guys is Ferovic missing wide open nuts and Raul de Tomas and Pizzi's yeah. and, and Gabriel's what? and Florentino's and Samari's and Fez and, and Ra whatever, everyone on the field. Those guys are the most responsible. Balaj definitely takes some responsibility because he's, you know, not making the changes that yeah. we, we exactly. want him to. And that's the one thing that you could look at is the fact that in terms of personnel, perhaps he's not playing personnel where he should, where he can get the most out of. And, and you've heard the whole conversation here about uh, that up behind the, the forward. Um, at FFS Benfica, uh, Justin, I believe Justin, if you ask me, it's time for Vinicius and Raul up top, two players who need to prove themselves. Uh, we all wanted and expected Severovic to be back to his best, but that hasn't been the case at all. Laj needs to mix things up just a bit or we're going to stagnate. Yeah, I mean, I think that at this point, the fact that there, there hasn't been real output from our forward, from our two forwards, Seferovic and, and Raul Dete, uh, Raul Dete, yeah, Raul Dete, uh, it's, it's time, uh, I guess you got to change something. Cristiano, what do you think? Is it time for Vinicius to get a fair shot? I mean, certainly he's making a name for himself. Comes in, plays very little minutes, but in those minutes, he finds a way to get the ball in the back of the net. Yep. It's time for him to get his due opportunity. Moving on. Now, now with the exception of uh, Andre Almeida and Florentino, this has probably been the most healthy, uh, healthiest squad that Lash has had to pick from uh, as well. So with these guys getting uh, coming back from injury, uh, maybe he does start to experiment uh, more. And I, I can't put the blame on him right now because he's been uh, dealt uh, with a little bit of an injury bug right now so far. But with these players coming back, a healthy Vinicius and uh, a healthy Gabriel in the middle there, maybe he does experiment more with a uh, Tarapt in that sad second striker position or even getting some more minutes with uh, RTT and Vinicius uh, up top and getting a, a rest for Sefero week. Yep, uh, it could be. Um, here's another one from uh, from Justin. I think it's about time Befica uh, fans start holding Laj more accountable for his team selection and tactics in game lately. Uh, I feel he's been let slightly off the hook after a dream first season and a couple of sporting demolition. The team is desperate for change. Uh, look at at this point. I think that if it's not if it's where how does the saying goes? If it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. So at this point, I think you gotta you have to be looking at the team's performance, and he himself has already uh, admitted that this is the worst. Uh, moment of form for Benfica since he took over this team. So, so yeah, something has to change. We're hoping that this lengthy period of time uh, will allow him to uh, get some fresh ideas and, and to change some things up and to tweak, to tweak things, to get players back healthy. Um, but yeah, we can't continue to, uh, to go like this because we're going to enter a very important stage of, of, uh, of the season and we need to be much better. Um, Mark Mello at Mello98 underscore. Uh, do you think Leash Vieta still deserves to be Mefica's president? Is yeah, it, so that, and I mean, I guess we could tie the next question, which is also, like, as I mentioned before, from Nunu, who, uh, you know, very similar question when he asked, uh, do you think Luis Vieta should resign after the events at the assembly, uh, this weekend? Uh, and then he also 
adds a comment. Suck it. Can't be just us with the hot potato in our hands. So uh, we mentioned, I mean, we mentioned, we, we touched on that, uh, on both of those questions, uh, just with that whole spiel about Luis Liviero. And we, yeah. we, we stand by what we said. Uh, he needs to come out and at the very least give us an explanation what happened that day. And, uh, you know, he needs to know that he can't just uh, go around slapping people or trying to attack people that's you know that that's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean look, if we're going to look at things by facts, um has he done a great job as as a president from the time he, he stepped up and became Benfica's president uh with getting Benfica back to uh being a club that's financially healthy? Uh, that has reduced their debt, that has created projects such as the Seychelles and some others. Yes, absolutely. He's done. We could give him credit for all of that. At this point, he can't think that he's above any other Befiquista just because he's the president. I think that uh, what he did to to the fan, regardless of what the backstory is, is... uh, is something that needs to be criticized, and it's very, it's a very serious offense, in my eyes. And you heard Cristiano's opinion on it. Um, should he continue to be Befica's president? I think it's it, it's hard at this point because who is the opposition? What's yeah? But come on, Alfred, stop, 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 stop. You're wrong. I'm, so, you're, I'm. I love you. You're, I don't give a shit. Who the opposition is? It doesn't because there's no there is no other candidate suitable candidate doesn't give you the green light to go around slapping people and choking people. No, no, no. Stop with but that. I'm I'm past that. No, but but that, but the way you're going, should he be the president? Yes, because there's nobody else. No, that's stupid. But you, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay, let's let's give another try. But it's it's an act. It's an reflected act on his part. That's that's wrong. Uh-huh. Should he step down from it? He could. He Should could step like down. I mentioned, if this was the CEO of 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 Apple, what do you think happens? If he's the CEO he's of Nike, he, what do you think happens? He's stepping down. That so is it a the uh, you know was it is it oh, is it a is, is it a you know an offense that 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 definitely whether you know they should get rid of him, impeach him, or should he step down? There's obviously more than enough evidence there for that to happen i'm just not ready to press the subject and say that he needs to step down because i want to hear his side i'm I'm trying to be more than nice here. i'm being kind i need to know more details because this wasn't a televised um you know a televised assembly so i i think we're being more than kind but at, at the very least he needs to come out and speak about it. i think it becomes a greater offense the more he turns it down the more he says no way in hell am i going to speak i think that that is a ugly attitude and the longer he keeps that up the longer he goes without giving us an explanation at the very least uh you know uh, you know at the very least if if, if you know it, how do i put it man if if we don't even uh, give me a you got to cut this. Well, let me let me give you this scenario. I'll <laughs> now, give you, what I'll, I'm saying is at the very least you should give us if not apologize give us a freaking explanation of what they'll happen at the very least. And if his attitude is no, 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 that shows me that he thinks he's above the club, that he's bigger than the club. And I don't give a shit who the candidate is. Bring back Rui Vitor. All right. Let, let me give, I don't give a let shit. Let me give you this scenario. All right. Let me give you this scenario. Um, 
the guy steps down. There's a major outcry on Luis Fufiera asking him to step down. He steps down. Um, elections are up. He's within his right to put himself up for, for election, right? Or or run again. Run again, right? A slap dick that you don't know from anywhere comes up and he decides to run against oh them. Uh-huh. What does that have to do with this with this encounter? Nothing. It we're we stepped away from the encounter. He's, there was a lot of okay. So now he, he stepped down. He has he has the elections the, are well, up. Well, if he's if he's still if he's not impeached or he, he doesn't step down, the fans he, force he, him and, to step down. If the fans force the him next to election, step. he runs. Well, no, they have the right. They have the option. They have the Much option. Like to, they have the option to vote him out. I mean, if if he's if he's gonna be Alfredo. I mean, come on, dude. Do I really have to explain this? If he's going to be there for the next election, right? And th- he didn't have to go through this, through this whole situation where, again, as we talked about, try to choke someone. Anytime elections, anybody has the option to vote him out. I mean, he obviously has to get, you know, the, the right amount of number of votes to, to come back as president. And I, I do think that if he doesn't apologize, if he doesn't explain himself in this situation, I do think his approval rate will go down in the next election, even though, as you mentioned, he might come back because there is no suitable candidate. There is no other greater option. But I do think a lot of people will start to look at his attitude in a negative light. And I do think that his approval rate and his vote, you know, his rate of votes, whatever, will go down in the next election. All right. That's all we got for tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for supporting as always. Uh, we've we've gone long enough. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we stay under Befica FM this uh, this uh, this week. Uh, that's all we got next week. I don't I don't know what we'll be doing uh, next week since. Oh yeah, we could uh, recap uh, the Zenit game. All right, Dave. Anything? Any parting thoughts? No, I think we covered it all. This guy, uh, he's not above our. He's yeah. not above our club. Um, Last I checked, his face wasn't on the on the crest. It isn't the the crest of this uh, this shirt. So he might think it is, but uh, yeah, you can't go around be uh, slapping and grabbing uh, our supporters that way. Very least gives an explanation of what happened. Yeah, but I'm sick of his interviews either. So I would just much rather him put out a written statement at this point. I'm done with his interviews at this point. That's I'm an sick explanation, Dave. Written statement and apologies. So it's. it's- Whatever. It's something. We need something rather than uh, I'm not doing it. That's all I'm asking for. Explain yourself. I did not choke this man. I just wanted a few of Adam's apple. Whatever. We need something. We got to have something. I agree with you, Cristiano. Uh, this Luis Liviera uh, conversation is a conversation that can last for hours, so we're going to cut the, cut the shirt. Take care, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>